LarryMasonRaceSchool.com here with Danielle Shepard, who is the race engineer on the 02 Chip Ganassi Racing Cadillac in the IMSA DPI category. And not to say that it's unusual, but it's it, honestly it is kind of unusual for a female engineer at the top level of motorsport because you're with the champ last year, Alex Pillow, is that correct? Yep, that's correct. Yep, I was um, doing simulation work on the 10 car last year, IndyCar side. So we did an interview with Kara Adams, Firestone, uh, and she was telling us kind of her background, how she got into it. What's your background? Yeah, so I kind of just grew up as a race fan, really, and then um, I went to college and I thought I wanted to do Spanish and political science, but I kind of realized that wasn't the path for me. I realized I loved math, and so why not change to motorsports engineering after that? You know, clearly the, clearly the direct path everyone takes. But yeah, no, it's just kind of grew up with a love of it and then wanted uh, realized that I loved the math and physics and thought it would be a great application. So you said you were a simulation engineer last year on Alex's car, but you're the full race engineer here on the IMSA prototype. Yep, that's correct. What kind of transition was that? Um, yeah, so obviously doing the simulation stuff, you're kind of confined to to the computer and you're working like you know to help supplement all the all the things the race engineer is doing like you know how can you help them what information can you give them to make to make the decisions and everything so you're you're there helping guide the decisions but you're not making the decisions so that's kind of the biggest the biggest change is just being able to sit there and look at all the data take it all in and then like you know make recommendations of how you see things going or what you can gather from the data to try to help the race engineer versus now being the one kind of in charge of making those decisions. So data is the key word there. And so when we talk about data, we have some questions from a listener who is a data analytics uh, major in grad school. And so here are some of the questions uh, that she provided. Outside of the race data program, the raw data, are there other data analysis tools that are considered when analyzing or modeling this data? So uh, some examples were SQL, Excel, and Solver. Uh, Can you answer that? So we, we use the Cosmos system, so our primary way to actually look at data is in um, a, a program called PyToolbox, which is a racing-specific a racing specific sort of software. So that's kind of the primary way uh, that we look at data. It's, uh, it allows us to look at data in a bunch of different ways, and it's kind of set up specifically for that. So that's the primary way to do it. Obviously, um, we have some outside tools that are kind of in Excel, usually Excel-based or MATLAB-based are kind of some of the other uh, softwares that we use, but primarily like for telemetry, like you know, data that we're getting right across the car um, while it's running and everything, we're looking at it in Pi Toolbox. Okay. And Cosworth bought Pi Research years ago. Cosworth, most people think of the engine company, but uh, yeah, they do the electronics part yeah. too. Uh, what tools for visualization are used, Tableau or just from the race data platform? And sounds like you had both. Um, yeah, so again, that's primarily a Pi Toolbox. Some, we do get some reports from um, our partners and stuff that are in, are in Tableau and everything. So we do, we do get some of that, but we don't, we don't primarily make our data in Tableau. So it's primarily more of a um, Pi Toolbox for visualization. And then, again, you can make the graphs and everything in that software. So that's kind of the primary focus. Take us through a sample test day, like they watch the data come in, then they analyze and communicate the results as it comes in. Is it during real time, or is it after the session you plug into the car and go over things with a team and driver? Yeah, so uh, it's actually both. So we get um, some telemetry data. Uh, so it's kind of a like subset of the full data set that comes over telemetry live. So we can um, 
do some analytics and everything to see what's to see what's on the car. Like you know, you can watch tire pressures on the car, and there's uh, different temperatures and brake temperatures and tire tire pressures, uh, different min and max speeds, and whatever the aero balance of the car is. That all comes to us live or at the end of each lap. Sometimes we get um, kind of end of lap information that comes through kind of metrics to kind of make sure the performance of the car is where we think it is and it hasn't adjusted more than a normal amount over a lap like you know like there's something wrong like you know is the front right tire going down like you know it's just some some obvious things to look at like that and then um after a full run the driver will bring the car in and then we actually plug in and get a full data set off of it that has even more or even finer data than what was necessarily being transmitted so sometimes we get information across in telemetry but it only comes at a lower rate than we're actually logging it on the car itself so that we're basically getting the highlights from the car to make sure there's nothing wrong and then we can fully analyze it when it comes so in other words suspension travels aero loads things like that yep yeah we can get them at again different rates and then some of it some of it we are we're obviously limited on the rates at which things can be transmitted and the amount of something can be transmitted so some of it is just limited to the full offloaded data set especially some of the calculations and stuff that are done on the car they're too almost intensive to be able to be sent over so they just they just wait until we download them but we are getting some information off of the telemetry itself too Excellent. What has been the biggest impact to the driver from this data? Are the drivers receptive to uh, understanding of the data? And uh, basically, do drivers who may not have technical backgrounds understand how important this is? Uh, yeah, at this point, they're, I mean, not necessarily all of them are completely fluent in using Toolbox, but uh, there are some that are just as good at, as me, basically, at visualizing the data or visualizing the data that they know that they need to see in order to do um, their driver compares and stuff. So they are very reliant on the driver compares, um, so much so that we even have tablets that will um, have in the in the cockpits for them during the session so that they can do see driver compares almost, not quite live, but um, as live as we can do it, just because that's a good indicator for them of where they're losing time or how their throttle application is different or how they're braking steering like you know it gives them the basics of the car that they need and they can easily look at it in a toolbox display to see how what they're doing differs from somebody who's faster than than, than them in a certain sector or portion of the track and then what they're doing that actually is working or even just what they've done between two different laps can give them an indication of what what worked and what didn't and you're like you know when am i in the right gear am i in the wrong gear am i losing because of the gear that i've picked here like you know do i need to break 50 feet later or am i breaking too late and i'm actually losing on the exit or am i compromising myself somewhere in the corner so yes and they all they all pretty well know how to look at the data even if it whether they can pull it up or it has is presented to them they know how to look at it if you were talking to somebody who's just getting into data with their race car and they only had three traces of data to look at, which three would you choose? I mean, depends on, I mean, what, it depends on what you're, I mean, you need, to, I mean, you need some basic ones to run the car to make sure, I mean, again, it's just vital, so, I mean, you kind of want steering, speed, RPM, and then I'm out of ones, but you still need throttle and brake and a whole bunch of other ones, and depends on I guess it depends on what your goal is but I mean you can't you really can't engineer the car without those and that's more than three but so the transition going from sim to race was that fairly seamless for you um yeah I mean I've been I've been around enough to have watched a bunch of other race engineers 
engineer a car, so I kind of knew what the role is. There is a little bit more of details and management that I necessarily didn't really know came with it. I mean, you can, it's one thing to know it and one thing to actually do it too, but yeah, I'd seen, I mean, I spent enough time in the, in the engineering office with them to kind of know what the role of a race engineer is. Finally, here at Long Beach for this weekend, you go out early in the morning, you go out late in the afternoon. Tomorrow, Friday, is supposed to be almost 100 degrees again. Uh, you're racing right in the middle of the day on Saturday, which is going to drop probably 15 degrees. You really have your work cut out for you. Yeah, weather can make things interesting, even if, even if they're already going to be interesting on their own. It's just kind of one more factor, one more complication. So, yeah, got to go out and, I mean, yeah, going to have a dirty track to start with and a slippery track to end with. So it's going to be exciting for sure. Well, we wish you the best of luck, not only here at Long Beach, but for the rest of the season as well. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much.